Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my two faithful little players, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello. 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 Hmm. They will be reprising their roles as Rogar, the ghoul-born paladin sorcerer weird hybrid thing, and Varys, our half-elf eldritch knight. Yep, he's now a, what can we say, potential autopsy. Potential. Potential autopsy. Hmm. Yes, we uh, we left you in a little bit of a dire spot last week. I hope you've been enjoying the the wait to figure out just what's happened to you. (laughs) Yeah, the the screams of Varys have haunted me for an entire week. Thank you very much, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like a good cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well... Yeah, I mean, I guess I should recap. It's the thing I normally do at the start. So last week, Dr. Nick and Varys had some uh, nice brief conversations. Um, it resulted in Varys getting knocked unconscious, dragged off to an, well, the middle of an arcane lab, which has been set up a bit like an operating table, and being injected by something that has basically paralyzed him. Absolutely. He's also uh, cuffed to the table as well. Firmly secured. He's not in a good way. No. And... Yeah, they chatted a little bit. Dr. Nick drew some blood from you. You don't know why, but he did. And, well, something's happening there, and that's that's where we left that. Rogar, on the other hand, did a nice little bit of exploring. <laughs> I did. He had, a, he had a grand old time, you know, running around the palace, all commando-style stealth. And, uh, well, he didn't find too much. He found this, that the, uh, the first floor of the palace seems to be covered completely in, like, arcane sigils and runes and various things that he couldn't quite understand a little bit out of his uh out of his field of knowledge there and he found on the top floor that the king's chamber didn't really contain a great deal just a early draft of a speech yeah yeah quite disappointed in that actually Mm. but you did eventually find erock who was alive and killing robot ghoul things that he was like a hero like a hero good man and well there was Erok, but where was poor Varys? Rogar, after spending nearly an hour going around the whole palace, finally learnt what had happened to his poor friend who they went to the palace with. And now it was it was planning time. I mean, you guys, you and Erok came up with a little plan. You're going to go in and try talk to Nick, though you don't even know who he is. You don't even know his name or anything about him. Try talk to the thing in the middle of the palace. Yeah. Yeah. Erock is going to do his best to kind of stay on the landing and maybe keep you covered with his uh, heavy crossbow. I have no idea why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was your suggestion, so... <laughs> and to save your dear, dear friend, remember? I know, but, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, it's an acceptable loss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about the track record with Robert. I remember now. Oh, yes. <laughs> Rogar's friends don't last long. <laughs> yeah, Varys doesn't know this, though. Varys That's still true. trusts you. Ah, more for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Erog did maybe helpfully, maybe not helpfully, suggest that you could always just kill Varys if it came to it. Well, I, I did say that, you know, if we go in and it looks and it's looking bad, that that's the first thing you should do. So I'm just, I'm just putting that out there now before he does it. 
Mm. But yeah, this uh, this hastily thrown together plan, thrown together, you guys are walking into the palace, back through the original entrance that um, Rogar went through. Yeah. So, I guess that's where we're kicking off. You know, let's let's see what you find. Um, yeah. So, Erock, Meatbone, and Rogar, Seal Team Ghoul. Yep. <laughs> are heading back inside the palace. You see, as you're getting close, that the alarm has finally stopped droning. Yep. The sigils that were sort of calmed as like uh, some sort of early warning system stop glowing. But now that you've seen them light up, you realize that uh, they were noticeable, but you just didn't notice them. Shame. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, are you just going to walk straight in? What's the plan here? Um, you see, I. I, I, I'm stuck between walking in like you know, like like the the Trinity in uh, Avengers Endgame, you know, <laughs> trying trying to be all cool, um, or you know, trying to be a little bit more uh, how can I put it sneaky about this, shall we say? Hmm. Um, you know, because I know uh, I think I think the first if if this if this is truly what we're doing, um, you know, I think we need to get we need to get uh, Erock up into the high ground first, obviously. Mm. Um, well, do you remember the floor that you're walking in on is above the lab? So if yeah. he goes more or less in a straight line, he'll get to that central chamber and be a level up. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of while I'm doing, yeah, while I'm doing it, um, I, I want, I want, I want to like, I don't want to say I want to check in all the rooms. You know, I'm, I'm hoping there isn't going to be ghouls or, uh, you know, like the uh, ghoul constructs all over the place. But there is every chance there could be. So we might well, not even get to that room. Mm, I will say you would be aware there are still things moving around on the ground floor. Um, I mean, you have been through a lot of rooms and you didn't find much exciting. Is there anything particular you were looking for? Or Well, you mean other than the key, um, yeah. which will save me having to talk to this guy. <laughs> I'll say this. You've seen no side of the key. Have I seen any sort of, any any kind of like medicine cabinets or chests or anything? Ah, uh, no, not really. Nothing that wasn't like raided. You know, how long is it going to take us to get to you? You know, get to that uh, that upper level. You know, where we can see Doctor Nick. Uh, assuming you're not attacked by anything, should be a you. You know the way pretty well by now. It'd probably be. In fact, it'd only be like just under ten minutes. Just walk straight there. Right. Okay. Um, right. That's fine. Uh, we'll you know we'll keep heading that way then. Um, so you just you're going to walk in, not stealth it. Well, I don't. Uh... I know I know Erox a stealthy boy. I'm not. Um but I kinda I, oh, I, I'm hoping I have an idea for that. Uh so but I'll roll stealth anyway. We'll we'll stealth our way in. We're not we're not we're not well we are heroes, but I I'd ra- I'd rather get to him to talk to him first than, you know, immediately kick off a fight. So okay. I will roll I will roll a stealth with disadvantage. Okay. Erox will also roll stealth. And I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh. uh, what a start! <laughs> at Nineteen from Iraq going to waste there. Um. <laughs> Bollocks! <laughs> Do I even need to roll Meatbone? Uh, well, um, well, they might be able to. If I fall over, they might be able to like run ahead. <laughs> Meatbone also didn't do very well, actually. Oh, <laughs> seven. Oh well. Um, okay, you start making your way inside, and 
you notice some of the reanimated laborers are still about. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ones that were carrying bodies, and one of them comes through one of the side doors and starts heading towards your group. Okay. Um, has he seen me? Oh, yeah, he sees all me. of you. Yeah, yeah. You loudly clatter into a wall as you were trying to stealth up to it, and you, they can clearly see you. It, it can clearly see you. But is it doing anything about it? Uh, it's heading towards you. Looks angry. Uh, can I cast Drain Light? Yeah, you can do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay, so this is an ability on Eclipse you've never used. It is. Um, it's once per day, if I remember correctly. It is once per day. And it is basically the Darkness spell. So It is. You bring Eclipse around and you kind of point it. Are you, are you trying to like center it on this creature? Uh, no, I want to center it on us. Oh, okay. So, so nothing can then see us. Um, so though he may raise an alarm, nobody can see me. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's fine. If that's what you want to do. Um, so you take Eclipse off your back and you kind of slam it into the ground and you watch as Eclipse literally just draws the light from the area into it. And for a moment, Eclipse like glows with this like grayish light itself. And then all of a sudden, everything is covered in darkness. So you summon, I think it's a 20-foot radius. Darkness spill in front of me. Uh, so darkness, magical darkness fills from a point you choose within range to fill a 15-foot radius sphere. Uh, darkness spreads around corners. Creatures with dark vision can't see through it. Uh, can't see through this darkness, and non-magical light can't illuminate it, uh, which is completely fine. So that's bigger than this corridor. So as far as this reanimated now sees, there is just a wall of darkness. Yep, that's the plan. So you're just going to stand there? No, no, I'm going to I'm going to keep moving. Uh, well, actually, so it can't see it can't see any of us. Mm. Um, oh, it's going to be noisy to attack it. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. It's pretty certain. Well, it's still heading towards you. So, are you just going to wait until it walks into the darkness? Uh, well, when it walks into the darkness, it can't see us. Is my assumption. But I'm. But I want to keep moving. Um, it, you, I, I, the darkness I, it, doesn't move with you. You realize. Well, it, yeah, but we can keep we can keep moving, and it's filled the whole corridor essentially. This bit of the corridor, yeah. So you could like double double back and try a different route if that's what you're thinking. It's like you could just disappear and you won't know where you've gone because he's not been able to yeah. see which direction you can run. That's that's what I mean. Okay. That's my idea. <laughs> I will say if that's your plan, you're basically trying to use this to rehide, so you've burnt yes. this ability to do it. Um okay, I'd say you do me a stealth roll with advantage to cancel out your disadvantage, so you just roll it straight. Erock and Meatbone will both get advantage. Oh, oh the fuck! I rolled another natural one. Let's get him out of the way now, boys. <laughs> this is uh, it's going well. It's really not. Oh, what a stupid idea this was. <laughs> Erock also did kind of shitty with an eight. Meatbone with a nineteen. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, you try to double back, but you're still a big clanking wall of armor, and you're not very stealthy about it. You can hear the reanimated is following you at the very least. Are you just going to try bolt to the stairs to go down? Because, like, Erock is happy to split off from you since you've told him where to go. Yeah. Okay, so Erock, you want to try just head to the landing and 
fuck it, yeah. hopefully splitting up will send this reanimated a different direction to you. That's the that's the idea, yes. Okay. So you go bolting for the stairs, meet Bone and Iraq who are gonna try lose this thing and head to the landing. Okay. That's fine by me. So Rogar. Mm. You make your way through our lovely palace of fun times and eventually find the staircase that leads down once again like you went to before where you went to go find the vault but this time you're going to head back to the central chamber it's not too far away from this stairway yep and as you approach you see a large double door that's already open just letting the light come through just a little bit and you recognize that you were on the same level as that arcane laboratory you saw. But what you find odd is that there seems to be from somewhere inside this laboratory as you're getting closer, a light source. You're seeing flashes of like purples and greens and yellows. Something is causing a lot of light, like a full almost spectrum of light is starting to appear and then disappear, or at least parts of the spectrum. Okay. And you're just going to walk in? Um, can I like make a perception to see if we can see around the corner or anything? Uh, you can get quite close and try and make a perception, yeah. Like, get right up to the door. Yeah. Uh... Or, more specifically, I mean, if you get to the door, you just see it, but are you trying to be stealthy and not alert someone? Yes, that's why I thought I'd have to see. Okay, uh, do me a stealth to see if you can get to the door without anyone noticing you. You know, well, third time lucky. This isn't going to happen, is it? Yeah, with disadvantage, because, you know, someone wants Another to natural one! Fucking hell. Let's get him out of the way. <laughs> Rogar walks Three up to the door. Ones in a row. Rogar walks up to the door and knocks on it like a bailiff. <laughs> Fucking knocks on it. I kick the door off its hinges and say, hello, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I actually have it as I do that? Because I'd rather I'd rather do I'd rather do that in an actual one than fucking just knock on the door. I'd rather just kick it in. <laughs> well, the door was open, so. <laughs> so I kick thin air, stamp down really loud, and go, "It's me, motherfuckers!" <laughs> oh god! Like a total dick. <laughs> you know, sometimes as a DM, you sit here and you wonder what to do. Like, am I being too harsh? Am I being too nice? But then sometimes the dice are just like, everyone needs to die. Everyone, <laughs> just just kill them. This is it. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you outright because I don't think this is going to influence anything. Doctor Nick's got really fucking good perception, so <laughs> he was probably going to spot you. Stevie as... Wonder could have fucking spotted him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've kind of been hinting with that, like when Varus thought he hid pretty well and he got spotted, and when he's on the surgical table, Doctor Nick was able to tell he was awake. Like he, this this man's got good perception. For a yeah, well, fucking one. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> I was, to be fair, I, I'm not even interested in trying to fight him. <laughs> so you oh. walk in, kick thin air, and loudly announce yourself. <laughs> and you get a good look at this lab, and you see just tons of equipment. You see machinery. You see desks just laid out with little vials full of potions and liquids, and some of them are just like. Obviously, mid-experiment. You see tons of research notes just out all over the place, stretched over desks. This, this is the, the, the lab of someone who is very active and 
doesn't clean up after themselves. They have been hard at work, and as you kind of surveying the scene, you see the creature you've seen a number of times, that monstrously large entity with the three tentacles, with its tattered robes just kind of wrapped around it. You see the robes are stained with blood in places. Okay. And you watch as it is stood next to something in the middle of the room, the thing that was causing the light. You see a rift. You see a portal that is floating there just for the moment. A tear in this world. And you see Dr. Nick is staring at it, or this creature at the very least is staring at it. And it has a vial of something in its hands that's empty. And then the portal closes and that strange light is gone. I do so avoid interruptions. I take it that we have a mutual friend. I was wondering how he managed to get in here. Who might you be? You watch as Dr. Nick turns around and you see those eyeless sockets just staring at you. <laughs> I'll say this is a very big room, so by the yep. door you were about uh, 60 foot away from him. Shit. Uh, well, that goes plan one. Um, <laughs> also, do me a perception check. Oh, God, no. Wait, on sight? Uh, hearing, actually. Yeah, I ain't bastard. <laughs> <laughs> a ten. Ten. Uh, well, this thing isn't very stealthy, so let's find out. Oh, I need to stop rolling my pull. <laughs> uh, you don't hear anything. You're too. You're just overawed by this strange occurrence you've seen and this monstrous creature just addressing you. And you didn't even know this thing could talk. And I'm so fucking dead. Now it just <laughs> seems to be considering you. Right. Uh, only way to me is to be a bit forthright about it because I've been a bit of a dick. Um, so we're just gonna, you know, not not threateningly. Putting that out there, not threateningly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna confidently, though, you know, walk in, say, "Hello, uh, don't believe we've met." You know, I am Clanless Rogar. I am the emissary of the Crawling Chaos, the savior of Aradin, and well, a very loud man. <laughs> loud is accurate. But you, you say saviour of Arden? What do you mean by this? Uh, um, oh! <laughs> you don't know who I am! Oh, it's such a shame! Well, I'm assuming since... You obviously recognize the word Varadin. You know who Samuel Kren is. Well, you're looking at the guy that did away with him. Interesting. And I suppose I owe you my thanks. You've oh. made things much simpler. Hey, that's a good thing. Because, to be fair, I only came in really to ask you a question anyway. Oh, and you see, uh, Dr. Nick is an... In He's cutting kind of an interesting view for you because he's he's addressing you 
like any other person would, but I say he's this horrifying monstrosity. Like you see his tentacles are just writhing and he's still looking at you with this face with just these eyeless sockets that are so unnerving to stare into. And you can see now that you're getting a bit of a better look at him, the top half of his robe is almost moving and writhing underneath, but he just seems to be talking to you. Okay. Like any normal person would. And what question is that? Well, you see, I'm having a little bit of trouble with them, uh, them wee ghosties out there. And um, honestly, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a key based on some old decaying flesh that I ate. A key? Yeah. Um, I need a key to open a vault. And of course, I can't open the vault without the key and I can't find a key. And, you know, I'm hoping you know, maybe there's something that you need. Maybe there's something, maybe you have seen it. Maybe you haven't. Um, but, you know, if one of us can get in the vault, I'm sure there's mutual things in there that both of us would like. I see. So you are, in fact, referring to my vault. Is it your vault? I'm sorry, I'm saying, I'm just going off some old, old, old rotting meat, you see. That told me it was a... Uh, a king's vault, in fact, and, um, you know... Oh. oh, I'm sure it once was, but as you can see, there is no king here save me. And this palace is now mine, and anything within it, totally so. Oh, well, like I said, I just, I was looking for the crown, and, you know, you, you don't appear to be wearing one. <laughs> I wasn't aware, um, you know, but I'm thinking that maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's a, I don't know, a deal to be done here. Oh, do tell. What deal do you offer? Well, I suppose, I suppose to an extent that's kind of up to you. I mean, I'm offering, uh, you know, a service. Um, you know, uh, we all, everybody I've met in this land wants something and... You know, I'm wondering if if there's something that you need. Obviously, if not, I'm, I'll leave you to your business. And, you know, what you do is up to you. And uh, But if there's something that you need and there's something that maybe I can help you get, then I'm offering my services and getting it. I see. And Dr. Nick walks over to a table just across from him. And it's difficult to see what's on that table because it's... You know, there's lots of other tables in front of it. There's lots of just general apparatus about. But you do notice the table he walks up to has a number of tubes leading up, directly up, just to somewhere above. Just up in the ceiling? Well, you can take a look up if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'd like, in an ideal world, I'd like to try and make a perception check on the room to see if I can see uh, Varys. Uh, sure, do me a perception. A 20. 20? Dirty 20? <laughs> a dirty 20, not an actual. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you glance around, and just from where you are, at the end of the table, you see some bare feet. It's the best you can see that you guess maybe the table he's just walked over to is the one containing Barris. And as you look up to follow the tubes, you see they lead up to some large metal apparatus that has been attached to the top floor landing. So that floor that you were on earlier with the king's chamber. Oh, yeah. So you've got, like, the ground floor, which is above you, the first floor, and then the second floor. 
Okay. Because not everyone has the same uh, floor structure as uh, we do, but that's the that's the order of things here, just for clarity's sake. So that top floor, there's the in the central chamber. There's this large mechanical apparatus, and these tubes seem to lead up to it. Okay. Um, but I obviously, I, well, yeah, I've got no idea about what they actually where they actually go. No, you can just see that they head up to the some big metal thing. So it kind of looks like almost spider-like with a needle in the center. Like it's attached to the different sections of the landing, like across. So it's like hovering above. Right, okay, okay. Um, uh, well, he's not been aggressive towards me. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still not going to act aggressively. I might move more into the center of the room if I can. As you start to do that, he goes, tell me... Is it just you here? It's me who you're dealing with. Um, well, I, you know, um, like I said, I'm just uh, trying, trying to, you know, parlay services here. Tell me, was it you or was it Varus that set off my alarms? <laughs> well, pretty sure. That'd be who that dumbass Varus. Oh. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you do know him. <laughs> Never said that I didn't. Just not too interested in what happens to him. I see. So if I was to tell you that I have no need of you and that you should leave and take your two little ghoul friends with you, you would simply leave me be? 100%. And I suggest you get out. Very well. I bid you adieu. And I will walk backwards out of the room so I can still see him. I'm not getting shot in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, this has not gone well. <laughs> so I'm going to back out uh, a little bit. Okay. Uh, just want to check something quickly. I am so sorry, Paul, but I, <laughs> I can't see you from here. <laughs> uh, what, what's going to attack me from behind now? <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to look up something quickly. Something horrifying, probably. Probably. I'm, I, at the end of the day, you know, Cookson's Cook, wanted to kill me off for a while. He's done it three times already, but... <laughs> As you're starting to back out of the room, he goes, Well, actually, I suppose I could give your offer some more thought. Do you keep backing away? Uh, no, I'll, 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 I'll stop at that and say, Oh, really? Yes, you see, I'm in the middle of preparation and though I don't need you to go and fetch me anything you brought me what I want um, um can I scarpa if you're gonna turn and move he's gonna do something ha <laughs> <laughs> ha oh I got it that he is uh shit man do you turn to start trying to run no okay uh oh really so what might that be well, you see, I'm always on the lookout for a useful corpse. 
Yours is still moving around a little bit more than I usually like, so I suppose I best deal with that. And he's going to cast Confusion on you. Oh, shit. Which has a 90-foot range. <sighs> confusion? Yeah. So, um, I'd like you to make me a Wisdom saving throw. All right. Which annoyingly is quite good for Paladins, but... Uh, just a standard, isn't it? Yep. 20. Bastard. That was good <laughs> enough. You suddenly feel your mind start to cloud and fog over, and you almost stumble before your, you know, paladin training and just general resilience and divine protection all kind of kick in at once, and you kind of shake your head off, and this thing just attacked you, and we're going to roll initiative. Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> And that means I get to reveal a map for you all. Oh, oh for me? <laughs> yeah, fancy that. Fuck. <laughs> it roll. It loaded. Oh. That's a big ass room. Yeah, it's a huge room. Ah, oh, shit. That's a that's a long way. Yep. You said it was a huge room. I did originally describe it as uh, 200 foot in diameter, this central chamber. Well, it can only be 90 foot away, how far away? Would this be what we'd be considered? He's 60 foot away from you at the moment. Wow, uh, this. Way bigger than that. Yeah. Um, this, you would probably consider it to be like a. Um, it's like a viewing gallery before it got converted. So this would be a bit like a showpiece room where they could hang like art and tapestries and people could walk around all the different levels and see different things. Ah, right. But uh, Dr. Nick has converted the ground floor. Ah, he's had his own little uh, attractions and spectacles. Hmm. So, uh, I'm going to have to roll a separate initiative for Meatbone because I don't have a sheet for him. But he can't do a lot anyway. He is before Rogar, technically. Okay, 11. <sighs> Wait, what's that other thing that's in there? Oh, okay. It's alright, I got it. Yeah, 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 I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> you like my Dr. Nick token? Not perfect, yeah. but... <laughs> I'm going to zoom in on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, scary enough, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, he tried to uh, cast a very nasty spell on you, but luckily, being a paladin, that uh, saved your ass there. So, that was his kind of opening little surprise round on you. Which yep. means we're going to... Well, I say surprise around you. You were all surprised because he attacked you out of nowhere. And now we're actually going through initiative as we should be. And first up is actually Erock. Okay. The question is... Uh, he sees that he's aggressive, so he's going to take an action. Does he try to take a shot on Varus, or does he at least try to fight Nick first? He's pretty safe. Like, he's up on the other level. So I'm kind of thinking he should take a shot at Nick to at least try to chip away at him. I mean, you don't know how strong this thing is, so... No, we don't. I'm thinking fucking Scarper. <laughs> well, uh, he goes before me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Erox in a much easier place to Scarper, so you know, good for him. Yeah. As is Meatbone. Uh, okay. Well, so you don't quite see this, but uh, up above you, you uh, hear Erox pulling out this bone crossbow, this nasty-looking weapon, and he's going to take a shot at Dr. Nick. Now, normally he has a lot of attacks, but this is a heavy crossbow, so he can only shoot once. And then he has to reload and everything, so let's see what he gets. 
Ooh, that that's that's not good. Uh, that's an eleven to hit, which is nowhere near good enough. Uh, yeah. So you see this uh, massive bolt come like flying down from above you, and it just lands just on the table next to Nick. Uh, and that is Erok's turn because that's all he can do. Yep. Um, Nick, old buddy, old pal. What's he gonna do? So many options, so little time. Hmm. This might be a fun one. I'm sure it will. <laughs> Yeah, well, he just got shot at by an arrow, so he is going to cast Fog Cloud. Ah, oh, bollocks. And he is going to obscure this whole area. So, well, not this whole area, whole area around him. So this is, you create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. The sphere spreads around corners and is heavily obscured, lasts for the duration, or until you can use some wind to blow it away or something like that. But don't think you have any wind spells, lack of druids. Sad times. Which covers this whole area, if I position it here. So, Dr. Nick raises that claw-like arm, and all of a sudden you see the fog start to just appear out of nowhere and completely covers both himself and whoever was lying on that table next to him. And his meat bones turn. He can do fuck all. He doesn't have a ranged weapon. But he is going to keep lookout for other guards coming. So I will roll. He's going to stay on like an active perception. Okay, he doesn't spot anything yet. Rogar, you're up. Um. Okay. So I can't. So so with the fog, I can't see through the fog. Nope. It's heavily obscured. Oh, it's nice. Not darkness, is it? It's nope. Just cloud. Yep. Ah, that's a bit of a slutty move. Um. It is a bit. Right. Well, I don't. I don't have. As as you suspect, I don't have any wind spells. <laughs> um, didn't didn't multi-class into druid while I wasn't paying attention. Uh, no, <laughs> surprisingly not. Um, <laughs> so I don't even know if this can work, but I'm gonna attempt to try it. Um, so I'm gonna move thirty feet forward. So you're gonna try hop up onto the table. Do I do I have to make an athletic check to hop up onto the table? Yeah, but it's going to be like a pathetically low DC. Okay, I'm going to try and do that. Okay. Just maybe in athletics. Make sure, basically, don't get a natural one. With your uh, athletics, that should be fun. 18, 18, yeah. You're good. You hop up onto the table like a champion. And I'm just going to, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, Paladin class abilities, it will use a spell slot, won't it? Uh, depends what it is. I want to use Conquering Presence. I'm pretty certain that's like your your other thing. I forgot what they're called. Um, your divine shit for the day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, read what it says. It, well, okay. It says, as an action, force each creature within 30 feet to make a wisdom saving throw. If failed, the creature is frightened for one minute. So I'm going to hop up on there, kind of clap my hands together as I pull my sword out from my uh, off my back. You said each creature within 30 feet? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to him. It's like, the way I imagined it, it's kind of like emanating off me. Um, sorry, does it say it lasts for a duration, sorry? Yeah, one minute. One minute. Oh, okay. Then yeah, it's like an aura around you, isn't it? Yeah, that was well, that was the way that I imagined it. Right, sure. So, Markdown, you've used your conquering presence out of however many things you have for the day. I forget. One. You only have <laughs> one. At level level seven paladin only has one divine thing to use a day. That's, that's what I... Oh, well, that's why I've got my book. I'll double check my page. 
but yeah, pretty sure I do. Huh. It sounds low, but anyway, while you look that up, so you jump up on the table, you look fierce, and you let out for the first time your uh, conquering presence. So this like dark aura starts to glow around you and kind of spreads all across the floor. To you, it almost looks like little black vines like reaching out all around you, but they're almost like immaterial, like they're floating slightly. They'll come with you and just start to seep into the minds of those around you. Looks very terrifying. And that's your turn? Yep. Uh, yeah, because uh, that will be... Oh, action, movement. Oh, it's a bonus action. Yep, yeah, got something to use. Yeah, yeah. I have a potion of superior healing. Oh, you're going all out, huh? Uh, I have not much choice. I think that's 8d4 plus 8. You got it written down? Superior healing, 8d4 plus 8 it is. Yeah, go for it. I'm tense. This could be a TPK. Don't you feel it? Like all those natural ones? Oh, it's, it's, it's in the air. Yeah. It's almost like a Phil, it's almost like a Phil Collins song. <laughs> 25. 25? Is that you back to full? That it is. Cool. Oh, good for you. Uh, yeah, but that's all my actions. Okay, well, um, it is Erox's turn again, at least... He's going to try shooting to the fog, so he's going to shoot with disadvantage. He will do his best. No, that was, that was awful rolling from Iraq, yeah. You see another arrow go over your head and just disappear into the fog, but you don't hear anything other than a clink of metal on the bone, on the uh, stone ground. Okay. Bit of spray and pray. Yep. He's trying, but uh, that fog kind of fucks him. So, it is Dr. Nick's turn. He's measuring. I am measuring. Uh, you're annoyingly far away. But it's not too bad. I think I might cast another spell. Because I have fun with spells. Okay. Hmm. This will be fun. Oh, see, now I need to make a ruling. Do you reckon Dr. Nick can see Erock? He is up on a landing like 10, well, 15 feet above him. Is it like above the room, sort of open, sort of like a platform, or is it like a... It's, a, it's a platform. It's like a, like a landing of any other sort of building. Ah, uh, you know what? I'd say if he was like ducking in and out over a banister, which is how I kind of picture this, he probably couldn't see him. Hmm. Mm. Don't like that. It's so whether he'd know which direction the bolts are coming from. It's true. Well, he can definitely see where the bolts are coming from. Um, yeah, well, he can definitely tell. So, I'm not going to do my original plan. So, I'm going to do something else. And sadly, Rogar, that means I'm going to do something else. Do you? Cheers. Ah, you know. I'm not <laughs> like this. He is going to cast Chill Touch. Oh, okay. Yeah, favorite of yours. Yeah, it is. Um, you can't actually see where he is, so I'm going to hide him from you. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times for me. And yeah, he is going to attack you with Chill Touch, which is to hit. Um, how does a 19 do you? Hits. <laughs> So you just watch as this like ghostly skeletal hand suddenly appears in front of you and tries to grab at your throat. You try to duck away, but it just kind of goes through your, all your armor and rips at your soul. And you're going to take 1d8 necrotic damage. Halved. Halved? Well, <laughs> I rolled an 8. So uh, you take 4 points of necrotic damage. Yeah. And interesting thing about Chill Touch, on a hit, uh, the target can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Yes. 
So you can't heal for this whole round. Yes. Which is fine because yes. I've run out of potions and spells. <laughs> <laughs> Glanless Rogar, you're up. Well, I can't see him. No, you can't. And even if I run into the fog, I can't see him, I assume. Yeah, you'd be swinging with disadvantage. The fog's like twenty. It's like huge. Yeah, it's, 20, it's 20 foot radius. Exactly. So, did I see where Varys was? Uh, you saw he was on a table next to Dr. Nick. At least you're assuming it's Varys. You can see his feet. And to be fair, looking at it, like the fog clouds there, this big um, sphere of fog, you can still see the tubes that are going up out of it to the the other upper layers. Ooh. So you could you could roughly estimate where Varys was. Uh, well, I don't know. That's why I've left I've left him on the map, so you, you know where he was. Hmm. How are you feeling about all this, Varys? Uh, having a good rest. You're <laughs> <laughs> quite re- well rested here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wondering what all the noise is all about. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, noise. Ooh. Oh, he's not good. Ooh. Oh. I don't know what he is, do I? So. This is also a lot of the thought. Can Varys think? <laughs> um, your mind is very foggy and you're in a lot of pain. Yeah. You know the tubes that are above him? Yeah. Fireball. Oh, you're going to try to cut through the tubes? I'm just going to attack the tubes just to see if it pisses him off. So, okay. You're going to shoot at one of them? Uh, yeah. So, uh, roll the 10 for my attack. Plus. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, so a 1. So 14. So you roll a 14? Yes. Uh, I would say that is just good enough to hit one of them. Do some damage. Uh, and that is a 12. Okay. You shoot at one of them, and you deal a nasty little bit of fire damage to it. Um, it takes the damage, and you see um, liquid starts to pour out of a couple of holes in the tube. It's not been completely destroyed, but it's taken a bit of damage. Okay. And uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to shout, shoot the tubes. Okay. Uh, yeah. You hear a rock above you go. I'll try! And it is his turn. Okay, Iraq will do as you say, and you'll try and take a shot at the tubes, which at least isn't with disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> Natural two. Oh, God! Iraq <laughs> can't shoot this crossbow for shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a hard, hard shot, it's a small tube, and there are multiple of them. Yeah, I was hoping you might hit one. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it wasn't the same one I hit. <laughs> Swaying in the non-existent breeze. <laughs> oh well, let's see Rock's turn. Doctor Nick, Doctor Doctor Nick. Well, deciding a few things. He's going to chill touch you again, because why not? Well, yeah, yeah, some flesh out. Ooh, I also did roll a natural two for him as well, though. So, you, this time you see the skeletal hand coming, and you just kind of duck down low on the table, and it just swipes, just missing your head. So. Swing and a miss from Dr. Nick. Doesn't see it. Well, I wonder if he's actually fussed that I'm missing these tubes. I was kind of hoping he would be, but. I'll say this uh, as he misses with his attack, he will uh, speak as a free action to you and go, I see you don't care for Varus's life much. <laughs> well, you know, I don't. I pretty much just want to get out of here, if I'm honest, bro. And, uh, you know. If you're gonna, you know, cause me a bit of trouble and make this a bit more difficult than it needs to be, I might as well try and take out some of your crap. And uh, 
Yeah, since it's my turn, um, mm. I want to move to the edge of the park. Okay. So, just in case he is within my aura, he can't take mm -hmm. um, And I'm going to do exactly the same thing and throw some more fire at the thing uh, that moved me. Uh, I would say getting that close with the sphere, this, well, would be disadvantage trying to shoot over the sphere. Mm. Well, I'd just be, I'm assuming there's a fair number of these tubes, but it's up to you. Yeah, there's six total. Okay. They're all quite small, but uh, you know what, yeah, I'll say roll it straight up, because you got to aim high enough up to, uh, to uh, negate so the fact that there's a sphere of fog there. That's a 19. So that hits. Uh, 2d10 for 13 more damage. 13. Uh, your firebolt this time burns through one of the tubes and it severs it. And one of the tubes just drops through the fog cloud and disappears and the other half of it is just left hanging. And this time you see this like little red liquid start to drip from the hole that you've made. Ooh. Okay. I assume that's blood because it's red. Um, and that will be it for my turn. It'll be your turn. Uh, Erock, he'll try to keep going on your advice. Take another shot. Uh, that might actually hit. Yay! Hit. Wow. This time he takes a shot at a different one, one of the undamaged ones. And uh, see his damage. Eh, not too bad. Ah, oh, um, that's four points of piercing damage. I thought this was like a massive crossbow. <laughs> uh, heavy crossbows sound very impressive. They're not that good. I, I gathered. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you need to load them each round, too. So he has multi-attack, but he can't use it. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, well. It's best he can do from range. Um, right then. It's Dr. Nick's turn. Yay. And, well, he's going to attack you. Yeah, I thought he would. Straight up. And let's see, as you watch as these large tentacles lash out at you from inside the fog cloud. And they are going to try to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, first one, 27. It. So that's 11 points of bludgeoning damage. And you need to make me a strength saving throw. 18. 18. So this thing tries to rip your arm out of the socket as an attempt to grab you. But you just managed to pull your arm away. Oh, lovely. Second attack, 26. It's... 13 more points of damage, give me another strength saving throw. This is not going well. I can actually hear the fear in your voice when you said that. <laughs> Genuinely. Natural 20 with a, a feat of Herculean strength. The second tentacle comes out and grabs your other arm, but you rip it off and throw it to the side. And one last attack. Natural oh, 20. Shit. <laughs> oh. Incorrect. Boy, this is not good. So that's a bit more damage on top of that. Yep. So that is a total of 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Fuck. Oh. And one more strength saving throw. 23. 23. Even taking this brutal hit to your head, you still manage to just retain enough of your senses. Like, you almost go unconscious from the sheer force of the blow as it tries to take your jaw clean off. But it fails to grab you as you push it away from you. And that is the end of its turn. Rogar, it's your turn. Um, first off, are... Well, you are within 
range of this creature because he clearly just attacked you. Yep. As you kind of shake your head and get back to your feet, readying your attack, you start to hear the voices Varys heard. Just those. But to you, it's just like a cacophony of murmurs, whispers, and they are just flooding your ears, and it is so unnerving. Coming from inside this fog cloud, you can't tell where these attacks are coming from, and I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before, 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 uh, yeah. Tell me I failed. <laughs> um, I'm still wearing the emulet, uh, so I can re-roll any failed dice roll. Emulet, this. The emulet oh, also gives me scrying. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, you're gonna burn it for that. Go for it. What what option have I got? I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna try. Yeah. Twenty. Twenty. You feel those whispers start to overtake you, and just for a moment, your hands begin to shake. You're just gripped by this unnerving, horrifying fear. But your hand reaches up to that amulet and you focus on it and its magic washes over you and just gives you one extra second, just that extra chance to steal your mind against this assault. And you do. And you uh, pass. And you're now immune to this effect for the next 24 hours. Yes. Good for you. Well, I'm not going to last 24 hours. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, even if I run, I can't get out of here, can I? You don't know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to cheese it. Oh, try to cheese it. Um, okay. This, uh, if I if I run and dash, do I still mm -hmm. get a bonus? Do I still get a bonus action? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to do it. Um, so I'm gonna run. I don't think I really have much of an option here. He's no interest in talking to me. Uh, he just wants to kill me. So. Um, unless there's any divine reasoning why I need to hang around here, um, I am I am gonna bolt and take okay. my full seventy feet. So run out the door. Okay, so you're gonna incur an attack of opportunity. As a bonus action, I will cast Chill the Faith. Okay, before I even roll it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take an attack of opportunity and probably die. Um, so awesome. I'll. I will take a chance that a plus two will save. <laughs> well, a plus two probably followed by a plus five. <laughs> okay. Well, if you it's cast... the last two spell slots. Well, if you cast shield, you can't dash. Well, it keeps me alive. Actually, no, shield is a reaction, isn't it? Yes. So you could still do it, because it's technically... You can still use... You can use a reaction on your turn if you want to, so... Okay. It's fine. Um, right then, he's going to take his attack of opportunity at you as this swirling cloud just... You have no idea where any of these attacks are coming from. You are gripped by fear. You steal your mind against these horrifying whispers and murmurs. But you realize that this is not a foe that you can take head on right now and you have to run. But as you do, as you turn your back to this creature and start to run away, you hear through the whipping of air, one of these massive tentacles comes flying towards you, almost like a whip crack. And... 25. And even if I cast shield, it, it I, I can only get to 25. So that's 19 points of damage. Oh! Yeah. I am down. First death. Fuck. Bastard, I would have been off the map as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rogar, as you turn this 
just a whip-cracking tentacle crashes across your back. You feel your spine shatter. You feel your body go limp, and you need to make me a wisdom saving throw. Ten. Ten. Just. just yes! Oh! Yes! Just. Have a photo one. <laughs> you watch... Well, Nick watches, in fact, as your body begins to flicker in and out, but you just manage to hold on to your mind. You've died a few times, and you've felt what it's been like to cross through that veil by force, to smash back into reality again and again. It feels similar to you, to that whole experience, but this time you hold on, and you keep your mind together, and you keep your body together. But as you flicker in and out, you watch as Dr. Nick steps out of the fog cloud and watches you fade in and out, in and out. And you just hear, interesting, as you disappear. Okay. <laughs> bollocks. It's where you've reappeared now. I know. That's why I said bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and what's happened to we rock and... Um... Well, I'm assuming once they see me drop, they will scarf them. You hope. Well, that's what I'd do if I was them. Oh, God, they're not going to do it, are they? <laughs> well, I think these are questions for next week. No! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Short and punchy this week. I like it. Absolutely. Oh, I'm such hope. Such hope. Such poor, misbeguided hope. Everybody wants to make a deal, and then no. <laughs> <laughs> you had a deal in mind. You deposit one Rogar corpse, you get nothing. Good deal. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, no, I don't know. Normally, people need something else. I mean, maybe he did at one point. But now he has virus. Ah, oh, Varys, I should have turned on you long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I wonder what Varys is going to turn into now. <laughs> oh, Varys, Varys, Varys. Yeah. I think Varys might be done. Didn't even get to learn your fate. Nope. You're just a pair of feet on a table. Maybe that's all that's left of you. Yeah, could be. Ah, Fog Cloud. Fun spell. <laughs> Ah, well, no more Varys. Well, who knows? Mm. But at the very least, no more Varys tonight. And yep. possibly no more Rogar. Bye, Rogar. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. I've got, I've got to back up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Hope you had fun. Um, that was Gunpowder Treason No Plot. If you want to find us out there, you can find us on all major podcast providers. You can also chat to me on Twitter. I am at Treason No, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group. So check out check us out there if you want extra bits of information, lore, occasional announcements, but most of those go through Twitter, to be honest. And I'm going to turn it over to my players to say their goodbyes. As usual, if you enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They are available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LOW Podcast. And maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe. 
and Red Scarp is estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. And you can also find me on those amazing podcasts, but you can also find me on the UK Already Live podcast. We are on all the good podcast catchers out there. We have a page on Facebook and we're also on Twitter at UK Already Podcast. But you can also find my alter ego, Steve, AOT GTMP, on Twitter. Usually causing Rogar a lot of headaches. Yeah. But I think hmm. the biggest I think I think Nick's given a big a bit a bit a bit of a migraine this week. Oh. <laughs> I so far was getting through the dreamlands without dying. I was so impressed with myself. <laughs> You've done well. You've done well. Finally, finally, one of my fun creatures uh, gave you a whooping. Yeah, it wasn't even close, was it? No, he bodied you. He, he's still at full health. Yeah, I know. I didn't even attack him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this for free. Didn't yeah. seem to have much of a problem with your aura either. No. Yeah, I'm guessing, I didn't. You never know if they can be frightened or not. You see, so you never know. It's a, it's a gamble, but you know, it wasn't a bad idea to try it. Yeah, that was that was what I was hoping. But you mm. know. Ah well. Anyway, I hope everyone listening had fun as well, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya. Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Evil, and my minions and I were wondering something. Are you evil? Does it bring you great satisfaction when you see somebody trip? Do you frequently plot the demise of those that have wronged you? Do you associate more with pop culture villains than you do cliche heroes? Does just looking at a do-gooder make you go, ugh? Are you looking for a podcast featuring other like-minded villains who speak about any and all things evil? you answered yes to any of these questions, then I have something very, very special for you. A Necessary Evil podcast, part of the Necropodicon Network. We eat, drink, and sleep villainy. Our podcast has everything from villainous plots to tips and advice on how to become a better villain. So come on over. We'll leave the door unlocked. And I might not even booby trap it this time. Ha ha ha! Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.